apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know. I crossed up by Kobe. Well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, Devil Woman. Speaking of those Lakers, but I, but I hold on, fun. But I didn't make my. I didn't make my. I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, intercepted. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the sideline. And a roll to catch by Manning. Hello, ladies. Gentlemen, welcome to John about the G-Man Beat Giants football podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Joe Guire, King Zay, and Sean Scanlon. We got a lot to talk about. Joe, I know you missed the past couple weeks. We, yeah, I just want to run by Joe Shane. Now, new GM brings over his guy Brian Dable. Wait, which Brian are we talking about? Oh, Dable. All right, just yeah. gotta. I get confused sometimes with all these Bryans. Yeah. Got to make sure we call them by their last names here. We don't make any confusion. I, I love this. I, I like this guy. Uh, I am – I'm a little bummed uh, Ken Dorsey's not coming over with him. Uh, I People might not know, but he's the, he was the guy who single-handedly turned Cam Newton into an MVP and has worked wonders with Josh Allen, so he gets to be the OC in Buffalo – 
But I, I think the Giants are in good hands with Brian Dable. I, I think he's saying all the right things as far as working with Daniel Jones. I do think the potential is there. And for anybody who two years ago thought Josh Allen was going to be a superstar talent, you're full of crap. Because uh, everybody thought that guy was a bust uh, coming out of Wyoming. So give me a break. You got to be in a good situation. You, you the people, you know, one of the things about Dable, what they did with Josh Allen was they found things that Josh Allen was good at, things not necessarily in their own playbook. And they were like, oh, well, put some stuff in the playbook that works to your best abilities. That's good coaching. That's what good coaching is. Good coaching is listening to your players. And when they're like, hey, I do this really well, well, let's make that part of the game plan. So I, I think that the Giants made some good moves here. I think aligning yourself, your staff, and your front office with people from a very successful organization who have totally turned things around is a step in the right direction. Keeping Kevin Abrams was stupid. Uh, that guy, I mean, what is he good at? He's like the cap guy. They're like $30 million over the cap. What is he doing? Also, who are the Giants paying? I, I, I mean, as long as there's been a salary cap, this organization has struggled to work it and to understand it. Meanwhile, the Redskins and the 49ers and the Cowboys the sign now. everybody. Uh, the commanders, I mean. That's the, they, the commanders to you now. The commanders, sir. Uh, interesting that they went very naval. Uh, as opposed to maybe, you know, a title that applies to all of the military. But anyway, I don't know. I will yeah. say this. As bad as things are, and I, I'm sure we're going to talk about this in a hot minute, but as bad as things are, Joe Judge did say something that is kind of right when he was referring to the clown show organizations. And he was talking about Washington. And I think today Washington really proved it. And let it not be lost on anybody that while this team was under investigation for a massive sexual uh, assault and, and discrimination and, and whatever was happening over there, they hired a black GM and a Hispanic head coach and then got rid of the Redskins name. Don't ever let that be lost on anybody that, that those moves were simply done to try to deflect the embarrassment from that organization. Yeah. And the John Gruden leaks were also part of that, the deflection. So well, I, I feel like uh, Dan Schneider, uh, Schneider, uh, I feel like he's got, he's now he's going to have everyone call him the commander in chief in the front office with, with this new name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah, Dable and Shane both have buckled down. Uh, they're go going in with Daniel Jones. Zay, what do you think of that for the future of this Giants with this one year doubling down on Daniel Jones? I don't know. Five and 13? I, I don't know. Um, I'm being honest with you. I, it's not the coaching staff I don't trust. It's, it's the Daniel Jones. I don't think I gotta remember they made Josh Allen great, but they're not bringing Josh Allen with them. They're coming and they're bringing trying to change Daniel Jones, who we've now had for four years now, and we haven't seen much improvement. And as you look around the league, it doesn't take much anymore. We see these young quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. 
the I can go on for days with the names Kyler Murray. All these they're excelling. They're getting better every year. And then we have Daniel Jones. And granted, Daniel Jones doesn't have everything, you know, the offensive line and all this other stuff. Burrow doesn't have that great of a line over there. You know, they added a great lineman, but that's not the best line in the NFL. And they're still finding ways to make it happen. So I think the Giants are going to waste another year on Daniel Jones. And then I think they'll maybe look and find, hopefully find something in the draft. Hopefully there's something there. Hopefully somebody, I don't know, becomes a star in college football. I don't know who's the next up and coming right now. I haven't looked, but obviously it's too early for that for, to be looking for 2023 draft projections. But what I just don't see this team going in a better direction. I don't see any improvement. I see this being the same situation because you have the same pieces. I don't see anything changing. I don't, like I said, you can bring in a coaching staff, but the players still have to play. At the end of the day, the players who are on that roster have to go out there and perform. And if they can't perform up to par, which we have seen with, look at our backups. The backups shouldn't even be in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? This is the team. The Giants don't have the money to go out and get guys to replace these people. So this is your team. I don't see it improving. I see another miserable year that, you know, we're just going to have to sit and suffer through. I just don't trust this franchise anymore. I don't trust the people up top. I don't believe in anything. Wow. I, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. We, I, I how, how could so- you as a Mets fan give up on the Giants? <laughs> That's silly. That's how bad they are. As a, Me as a Mets fan has given up on the Giants. Even the Mets on office isn't this bad. They have figured it out. They've sold ownership, got a new owner who actually knows what he's doing. I think that's part of it, but I'll obviously leave that for later topics. But what uh, this team's but, a mess, bro. It, it, it is what it, it's a mess. It's been a it, mess for the last five years. <laughs> it's not going to improve. But uh, but back to the giant. I now with, with the Bengals succeeding as much as they are. Honestly, I'm more so on the. I, I'm. Before Zay, when you're talking about going out getting a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, at first I was like, nah. But but now after seeing how much a quarterback can impact in today's like Joe Burrow is the whole reason they're in the, the Super Bowl right now. Him and yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase. And I mean to to you it you need I guess one guy, one quarterback can change a lot. And uh I mean to see what they could do with that O line. The Bengals, I, I think a guy like Russell Wilson might be able to help the Giants out, but I, I don't know. That's still neither here nor there. I, I don't know. that We still need time, and that'll happen during this offseason. We can get more in-depth than that. But, Sean, I, I still need to hear your thoughts on should, the, should they keep Daniel Jones, and what do you think of the Brian Dable hire? Uh, I know you're yeah, I'm a fan week. of the, the Brian Dable hire. I agree with Joe that bringing in two guys that have worked together before, I think, is huge for this organization. Um, you kind of had odd pairings with uh, Judge and Gettleman, uh, Shermer and Gettleman, who hadn't worked with each other before. So I think having two guys that have the same um, philosophies and ideas definitely works out. And uh, on Daniel Jones, I mean, this team isn't in position to go out and get a guy like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson right now. So 
I think sticking with Daniel Jones for one more year is the is the right option. Um, he's still on a rookie contract for one more year. He's super cheap. Uh, you might as well give him a new chance with uh, the new head coach and uh, new scheme on the offense. And I mean, I get that Daniel Jones hasn't been that guy. He have, he obviously hasn't been great. Um, his rookie year is probably his best year, and he's probably declined since then. But um, it, I mean, it can't be stated enough. It's not just the line. Obviously, with Joe Burrow, his line is terrible, but he also probably has the best receiving core in the NFL with Jamar Chase. T. Higgins would be a number one receiver on any other team, and Tyler Board is uh, a great slot receiver. So it's the mixture of Daniel Jones having no receivers that have been healthy throughout his whole tenure uh, in his three years here so far, and on top of that, having a terrible line and going into his third offense in four years. So could Daniel Jones have been a lot better the past couple of years? Definitely. But he also hasn't been given uh, a fair situation his whole time here. So I, you might as well give him uh, his his last chance in his uh, last year of his rookie contract. Um, and we also just don't have the money or the resources to go out and get a quarterback right now. I think that, you know, you have to get you got the resources. You, you got the resources. If you want to use the resources, you have it. But we'll probably yeah, but draft, that's just, that's we'll draft just, two players that's just us back. Be nothing later. That I'm just saying. All right. If you give up those draft picks, though, for Russell Wilson, say, you're going to have to give up our two this year, probably another one next year, and then our offensive line is still terrible. And we're not going to be – we might well, be a playoff team, but we're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. Sean, Sean, let me help you out here for a minute. With a lousy line and a subpar defense this year, the great Russell Wilson was seven and ten. Russell Wilson was hurt. He didn't play. Deshaun Watson in his last him. full season in Texas was four and twelve. So don't tell me that these uh, he's going to magically show up. They're going to win ten games. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That is ridiculous. Hold on, hold on. We're talking about this team is a disaster, and you're, and you're talking adding a good about quarterback is not going to make a difference to the you're talking about the band-aid that's going to hurt us down the line. Yes, he was four. Yes, he was. His last year was bad, but you got to remember. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in football. I who wouldn't be terrible the year before that they weren't terrible. They were playoff bound. They were they playoff didn't win a playoff game. Yeah, and I also I mean look at Russell. It comes to show you without the right weapons, the even a really it's talented, a really good quarterback is not going to do that well. In place is a, is, is the you can you have that in place. We know what Kenny Galladay can do if healthy. We know what he can do. He can be that receiver for Deshaun Watson. But again, the Giants will take two draft picks in the first round who will turn out to be nothing for us again, like Dexter Lawrence and Daniel Jones, who have done nothing for us since we've drafted them. Honestly, B.J. Hill has been playing. Uh, B- what was it? Is it B.J. Hill that's on the Bengals now? Another one of our let goals? How many, how many ex-Giants did we let go that are now playing in the Super Bowl? It's, it's all guys that Gettleman got rid of. That's why you have to trust it's, it's, in the new GM. Gettleman was an picks. idiot. Go get what you know at this point because you're not waiting around for draft picks to develop. We know what this team is. So go get what you know. You what have is to, this team? This team, the way this organization is moving, they are moving similar to the Rams where you're going to have to go out and get the best that you can get and give up your no, draft picks no. and become a playoff team that way. That's how I feel. That's honestly how I feel at this point. That's how the Giants are going to have to move. Because the Giants, again, Russell Wilson missed half the season. He, he also looked hand. pretty plain in the hardest co- uh, division in yeah, football. Let's also forget, yeah, let's he also came playing, to yeah. the NFC East. Could you imagine? I, I think he would light it up. Just saying. 
I guarantee he'd he like be the best quarterback in the NFC East. The, the Giants are I so far away so. from even like yeah. there shouldn't even be a discussion right now. No. I mean, the Giants this need to team, rebuild. Yeah, the Bengals were just like that before they got Joe Burrow. I think they, they're, they're two years ago the Bengals were in the same exact boat the Giants are. Even um, they were worse. They, listen, first of all, uh, you're you're undervaluing the the Jamar Chase pick. Going into this season, that made an enormous difference having oh, that guy there. It it made him so much better. It really did. Okay, it's how they were able to survive nine sacks in the in the uh, in the divisional round. Okay, that's the only reason that was that was able to happen. The Bengals are fortunate because they're in a situation now going forward where they're going to rebuild that offensive line through free agency in the draft. So they, they got all the weapons already. So, again, I think it's imperative for the Giants. And, and again, whether you like it or not, Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback next season. I There's no way around it. Russell Wilson's going to go to Tampa Bay or Green Bay or a Bay, somewhere where a quarterback's going to be leaving. He's not going to go to the Giants because we, the Giants we, are, as Sean just said, we are, you're not telling us anything new. Away, we, we know from being competitive. <laughs> no, why but, would why would anybody why would anybody want to go play would, for the Giants would, right I now? I wouldn't go that far. The I Giants, go that, far to, that far from being competitive. They have a really good defense on the outside of the ball. The problem with the defense, their defense is, finished 21st in the league. Yeah, this because year. They're, they're always on the field. They they play probably play more than with, any defense in the NFL. I probably think they also more. gave up with, 40 points like three times. It's have bad. you seen the offense? I have. And I talk about this almost we, every single week, the, uh, the, Zay. I talk about this every week, how exposed that defense is and how unfair that is. But fact of the matter is, you, you still got to make the big stops. And you still can't get lit up by the Rams and the Cowboys only, and teams like that. And that's exactly what happened. And the defense, only, I got to say, almost quit in those games, if, you're, if we're being honest here. And I understand that. I mean... Again, they're on the field 35, 40 minutes, not getting a whole lot of help from the offense. Those are the reasons why they had those blowouts. The defense just gave up. So the the defense has its issues. Whether Blake Martinez is going to be a cap casualty and all this is going to go a really long way because, again, Trey Crowder and Reggie Ragland are not good play. They're just not good at calling defenses. Saw so much confusion before plays so often. So again, the Giants are in good shape if if they can work the cap issues out. If they have to send James Bradbury packing and if they have to send Blake Martinez packing, this this defense is way worse than it was two years ago. I think they can restructure those guys. I think they were restructured them before they get sent in the packing. I think they were, especially Blake let's Martinez. Hope that, let's off, hope that they do. Because coming off this that injury, you would assume that Blake Martinez would be more willing to restructure, knowing that he's probably in a season where he's not going to be playing his best. We know how it is. We see the Saquon Barkley situation. He hasn't been the best since his injury. He obviously looked better at the end of the season than he did in the beginning of the season, but we don't know what that's going to translate till next year. So, Coming to Blake Martinez, like, hey, we're going to need you to restructure because you're coming off a huge injury. We don't know what you're going to get out of you. I think he'd be more willing to do that. Yeah, I will say, though, Joe Joe Shane has a lot of pressure on himself after what the Bengals have done. Those two 
Those two first-round picks in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have changed that and brought them to a Super Bowl contender team. Contend to the Super Bowl. Now you have two first-round picks here. That should – if if the Bengals can do it, why can't the Giants do it? Those two picks are very important, and that should be able to put you to a Super Bowl contending So team let's talk about this. First and foremost, Joe Burrow was a result of them just sucking. So exactly. they had to They had to be a complete disaster. So think about how bad it was and 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 where they were when they made that pick. Okay? I mean, gun, gun to their head there. They they the the organization was in dire straits. No, it wasn't. And then you'll recall, yes they were. That's why they had the number Probably 1 pick in the draft. The and then game. and then uh they were supposed to draft Penny Sewell to protect Joe's blind side. Yeah. And they were like, nah, we're not doing that. People were like, they're so stupid because we all know so much more than these guys do, don't we? So they they did the opposite of what everybody wanted them to do, and it worked out. So my point is that sometimes you got to bring the right people in, people that are willing to take a chance, people that identify Josh Allen from Wyoming, and we're like, I can make it work with that guy. Those are the kind of people you want. Andy Reid seeing Pat Mahomes because, listen, again, outside of Jace, who really thought Pat Mahomes was going to be anything? Nobody. Nobody except for Andy Reid, Jace Garcia, and uh, uh, what's his face? The coach from a couple years ago. What was his name? Shermer. Uh, McAdoo, rather. Yeah, thank you. Uh, No one else thought that that guy was anything. You see something in the guy, you go get him. Bill Belichick wanted Mac Jones. Worked out pretty well. The Giants yeah. have something in this kid. You know, nobody wants to talk about the fact that this kid didn't turn the ball over at all this year when he played. Nobody wants to talk about yeah. that. The the As I see it, look, the problem currently with Daniel Jones is simple. Daniel Jones has to put the ball in the end zone. That's it. He cleared up the turnover problem. He He's really learned a, a lot about his reads and his progressions. He did a really good job. He's an amazingly mobile quarterback. You started to, before the injury, see them actually put plays in to highlight the fact that Daniel Jones is a running quarterback. So you're you're building off of things here. You're in a position where, listen, you're going to have to try to go with Daniel Jones next season. This is ultimately going to be it. You have a draft that's poor for quarterbacks. I don't think it makes sense to go out there. At, no offense, but I think Deshaun Watson's got a better chance of being in jail than he does of ever seeing an NFL field again. Stop. That's, that's crazy talk. I don't want to go that far. It, it, it is. That's why his team let him sit for 17 games while paying him $25 million because they feel really great about his chances. I don't think so. Think about that. They paid that guy $25 million to not even show up. What does yeah. that tell you? Does that sound like the team really believes in him? Because I'm sure they've investigated these crimes. Yeah. And also, and- listen, I like Colin, Colin Cowherd a lot. I, I, I'm a fan. This non- I, He might be, when it comes to this take-up with the Giants, this might be the stupidest thing he's ever said. And this he's would an rival some of the stupidest things Skip Bayless has said. The Giants are not trading all their number one picks for Russell. That it just makes, it makes is no so sense. stupid. Right, Sean, again, when you consider all the other areas they need to address, 
let's take all this draft capital we've been we've been storing up in hopes of doing something, and let's give it away for one aging quarterback coming off the worst season of his career. Great idea, Colin. Really showing off that football knowledge. It makes zero or, sense. Maybe it's such a bad idea that the Giants might actually do it because the Giants have only been doing bad ideas for the last five years. We so want to stop the bad ideas. That's why we want We want to stop trying this like half rebuild thing. The, it what, doesn't what the, work. You can't yeah, do it. Listen, what the 2016 Yankees did, 2017 Yankees, that kind of, you know, we're going to bring all the young guys up and just be good. That doesn't usually happen like that. The Bengals turning this around in Joe Burrow's first year. I'll just point out, this is not the norm. It's, it's, it's not an the norm. It's an outlier. And again, everyone's like, well, you got to have Pat Mahomes. You got to have a Joe Burrow. Shut up. There's like five guys in the league like that. Five. Yeah. And, and those Brandon. five are constantly fluctuating. Uh it's, it's not that easy. I mean, there's teams that lose every year and every single year get a top five draft pick, and they're still at the bottom of the league year in, year out. You got the Lions, uh, the Jets, teams like that that are terrible, that can't get out of their own way. The Bengals are a complete outlier. You can't just say, oh, look, they did it because they had two great – I mean, they did great drafting, and it got them to this place. It does not happen often. It doesn't happen to every team. It's You can't just say because the Giants have two top ten picks that they're going to be – right back to a Super Bowl contender. It takes a lot to rebuild. The Bengals got really sure. lucky that they did really good drafting, and now that they're in this position. it's You can't not, just not, expect you know, listen, it to happen. Not to mention, we talked about this. I'm sure you've all seen the meme, 30 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, and that got them two Super Bowls. So, sorry to say, but you could be the greatest quarterback in NFL history. It means diddly squat. It really does. Yeah. Everything else has to be right. Your situation has to be right. Eli doesn't win the Super Bowls without those defenses. Those defenses don't win the Super Bowl without Eli. It was the perfect combination. It worked out really well. A lot like the Trent Dilfer Super Bowl. Okay? You can still win with those kind of quarterbacks. Jimmy G can take you to the NFC Championship game. Guy was in the Super Bowl two years ago. That that sort of run-first offense with a great defense, yeah, that formula from the 80s still works. Jimmy G gets a bad rap. I think he was even first off. I think he was a good quarterback. I think Belichick knew that. That's why he went after. That's why he got him. That's why he was his guy. Supposed to be the heir apparent to Brady at one point. And I just think that the 49ers is actually devaluing, undervaluing him. I think the 49ers don't get as far as they got. Obviously, without him, even if you put like Trey Lance, if he doesn't become anything, they're going to look horrible in the future because they had somebody who basically almost got them to – well, he got them to the promised land and then almost did it again. It's almost going to be similar to with the whole Colin Kaepernick situation when they really – it took them almost forever to recover from when, you know, when they got rid of Colin Kaepernick. So, I get that, but that was a little bit different. I think huh? I think this is more so like Kyle Shanahan just wants a little bit more of an athletic quarterback, just a new toy. To add, add in to draw some plays up for, but, but and Jimmy G, Jimmy G does every does all the stuff great, but he doesn't do anything spectacular. I'm all in favor of the mobile but, quarterback, but when you look at the Super Bowls that are won, there aren't many mobile quarterbacks that win them. I hate to say I am a huge fan of the mobile quarterback, but those guys aren't the guys who always win it, and they don't last that long in the league because of the way they play their position. 
I, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I think they had a good thing with Jimmy G. I think they should have kept it. Right. I mean, they still can't keep it. There's still time. Not for nothing, but was there anything more Jimmy G than this final moment of the football game? This is just the kind of thing that you expected from him. He'd play, and I thought to myself, God, this guy's playing so great. I knew they weren't going to win the game, though. And then when it ended like that, I thought, ah, there it is. There's your Jimmy G moment of the day. And that's, unfortunately for him, that's going to be the lasting image that everyone in San Francisco has. And that's the lasting image of him going into uh, free agency. So, or or not even, I guess, into whatever you want to call it, his, uh, I don't know, his his exodus. However you want to define it. It's sad. Uh, How many injuries did he have this year that he played through? Come on. He's a great quarterback. I take him any day of the week, Zach. Just give him credit. He played through a lot of injuries. He did. That shoulder is all messed up, and I feel terrible for him. But that was such a Jimmy G play. It was, again. But just think about it. Look at what his shoulder did to Baker Mayfield. Look at what it did to Baker Mayfield. I mean, just Baker Mayfield just sucks. No, no, no. Yeah, you get that, but. He was a lot better last year when he had a healthy shoulder no. compared to this year. You're right. You're right. But uh, I, I guess we'll see. We will see. All right. Let's get to the meat yes. and potatoes yeah, here. This is all fun and games and whatnot. But th- th- we got <laughs> yeah. some serious some... issues to deal with, don't we? Yes, we do. Uh, Brian Flores suing NFL, Dolphins, Broncos, and the Giants for discrimination. Uh it's 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 rough. I I mean, I, I don't know. It it sucks. I, I I get the Giants thing, but like it it was Joe Shane was always gonna bring over Dable. Like th- that was always it from day one. Right, but see so, again, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. First yeah. of all, let me tell you guys something. You know, for because people don't know this, and 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 you know, you guys were all students of mine. So, and I and I explain the harsh realities of this business that sometimes you guys will see job postings for a really cool gig, and you'll send your demo and your resume, and they never call you, and you don't know why. You start to question yourself, and in a lot of those cases, they posted that job just for for the uh, for the EOE. Equal opportunity employment. That job was promised to somebody and it was going to somebody. Okay. We're we're trying to avoid that. I mean, that's a violation of the law to do that. And, and when you've already decided who you're going to hire and you're going to bring a whole regime over and you start calling Marvin Lewis and Leslie Frazier and now Brian Flores, just because you got to check some boxes, you should expect that there's going to be ramifications for that. If you didn't bring these guys in to have an actual conversation to see if these guys could fix your piece of shit organization, okay, your your clown show organization for the last, I'm going to say, 10 years, you, you have a chance to, to start from scratch, bring in some people, figure out the direction of this franchise. Nothing should be predetermined. Every interview should matter. Every one of those interviews should matter. Every one of those guys brings something to the table. If you're just sitting there checking boxes, you're you're doing your organization an incredible disservice. I said from the get-go, I didn't want Brian Flores as the head coach of the Giants. I don't like him. It wasn't feeling that guy. 
Okay. I don't know what happened there in Miami. It seems like maybe some some things have come out that maybe were were not true, but he didn't seem like the guy for me. My focus on the Giants is they needed an offensive minded head coach. We've we've seen the the defensive guys fail. Let's get serious here. The offense is what needs the attention. So as far as this is concerned, my hope is that Marvin Lewis and some of these other black coaches who have been getting screwed and blackballed from this league for years that have been the guys that have been uh, basically token minorities being brought in so they could check the boxes on the Rooney rule. This is finally caught up to the NFL. Yeah. You know, earlier this year, by the way, or just a few weeks ago, I think it was, we talked about Dan Campbell and the job Dan Campbell did in Detroit. And I heard, I forget who it was, somebody on this show or one of the other shows said, you, you could really see those guys playing hard for Dan Campbell. All three wins. They were playing so hard for Dan Campbell. And it's easy to believe that because Dan Campbell's a white guy. Dan Campbell's got no coaching experience to speak of and got a five-year deal from a crap organization like Detroit. Somebody was like, well, who would want that job? Lots of people. You don't think Jim Caldwell wants a head coaching job? He's better than like 35 of the coaches that are in the league now. Give me a break. Yeah. So right. this this was going to come eventually. And it's unfortunate that the Giants have gotten caught up in it. But this is this is this should it should be all 32 teams being sued for this with the exception of one. And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers who had an yeah. owner who really wasn't a racist who really believed that black people and white people were equal and that a black man could lead an organization. And Mike Tomlin, just as as a testament, is still there and still doing amazing things in Pittsburgh. He might be the best coach in the NFL. Yeah. I would, again, right, we talked about that Antonio Brown thing a few weeks ago like it was a joke, but it, it wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> Think about what Mike Tomlin dealt with all those years so well. And yeah. he's never had a losing season, ever. Like 15 years. Out his belt, that's why. AB got and a it's lot amazing of- how many white fans I know can't stand that guy for some reason. Can't stand him. I wonder what it is. I, I wonder why. Because he's successful. He doesn't fail. Yes, a, a, a successful black coach is intimidating to people for some reason. It's it's 2022. I mean, here's the other thing. For for anybody who hears what I'm saying and they're getting all bent out of shape about this, if you want last summer to never happen again, if you want all this social justice stuff to eventually go away, it's going to start by this kind of stuff getting resolved. Yeah. Here's the number one thing that the NFL really does. They really are serious because, again, the problem is, is, all the GMs are white and all the owners are white. It, it's time for teams to put committees together. A hiring committee where you bring in outside people to help you find the right coach. So you don't just pick the first lily white guy that you think fits your, your city. I mean, uh, Detroit's so blue collar. Dan Campbell's perfect. Well, Detroit's like 95% black. So come at me again, buddy. Are you talking about the suburbs of Detroit or are you talking about Detroit proper? All black. Yeah, my my big thing with this is 
with, with the Brian Flores and the Giants stuff, like you you didn't have a DC. E- even if you 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 knew it was going to be Dable, you you still can't talk to Flores about maybe being a potential defensive coordinator for you because you know that's a hole you're, you're going to have to fill. Like why did the and you had all these other interviews. Why would you just have that with Flores? And the Broncos, it's ridiculous. They were hung over and late to their interview. The Dolphins, the rumors of a, a hundred get uh Flores getting paid a hundred K per loss. Like it, it's just wild. And I, I like that Brian Flores is bringing light to this and uh really being that person because it, it it has become ridiculous. Uh, in the NFL, we, like we saw with Bienemy, uh, just barely getting an interview. They already knew they were going with Joe Judge, uh, and we we saw what happened there. But uh, Zay, you what do you think of this whole Brian Flores stuff? You ready for the black guy's take? <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Um, honestly, I'm disgusted with this organization, and for anyone who thinks that. This is BS and the coach is just being a whiny baby. You're being ridiculous. This is more than that. This is about, like Joe said, equality, things being fair. This obviously is true. The text messages have to be true. Bill Belichick clearly made a mistake. Obviously, he admitted to it and he apologized in the text messages for making his mistake. And we know who Bill Belichick is to the Giants organization. He is a obviously a two-time Super Bowl winning champ for us. He has a lot of ties within that organization. He's highly regarded. And we know that they went to him for Joe Judges, you know, when they went for his opinion on the coaching. They go, hey, you got your guy, right? Obviously not. I'm going to be honest. While I think, I hope Dable has a great job, I think the Giants did really miss out on Brian Flores. By him to make this movie, obviously jeopardizes his career in the NFL. He'll probably never be signed ever as a coach just because he's suing all the teams in the league. You just don't do that. We've seen this before with Colin Kaepernick. And in the situation with Colin Kaepernick, we know they gave him a sham tryout. We've known this, and Colin Kaepernick made those accusations. People call Colin Kaepernick a crybaby. How can he be a crybaby, make these accusations? And now we have this coming up again where another coach is saying, I got a sham interview. Not to mention it's disrespectful to your defensive coordinator who you interviewed a day before knowing you already had your pick. So there's a guy now who is in your organization. He's been the best part of your organization for the last two to three years, and you disrespect him too on top of that. If I'm him, I'm taking the job in Minnesota if it's offered. I'm leaving this team as fast as I can and getting away from this organization because this makes absolute no sense that something like this can happen. You, you do you interview for coaches at this point every every other year, it seems like. How do you make this mistake? How does something like this, you've done this process now five times in a row. How do you make this mistake and let it happen? And to the NFL, I want to apologize to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, when accusations and all this stuff happens and scandals, Roger Goodell gets thrown on the mud because he has to protect the shield and continue to wipe the mud off the shield that's always on it because there's always something going on. When he really has no control, he can't hire anybody, he can't fire anybody, all he can do is tell people he's going to investigate things. The owners need to start being held accountable. These are the people that hire people. These are the people that put people in positions. You're out here affecting people's jobs and livelihoods when you ask coaches to lose games on purpose. 
you are ruining their coaching record. So now when they are looking for a job, because now you've kicked them to the curb after you're done with them and used them up, because now you've got your high draft pick, you've got your prize boy who's going to now sell you tickets, probably another African-American player on your team who, mind you, makes up 90% of the team, but yet they have to look at a white leader every time they run out on the field. Not that there's a problem with that, but at some point, you would think as a black player, you want to look at somebody who looks like you, who relates to you, who understands your story, who understands where you're coming from. This is why you have such disconnect between players. This is why Tomlin was able to work with Antonio Brown and other coaches couldn't work with Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown was probably able to relate better to Tomlin, understand Tomlin better. These things that we don't look at, we don't think about. You're asking players to throw games out there. These players put their lives on the line. These players retire and have CTE, go out there, commit suicide, and you're asking them to lose games on purpose? You're asking them to tank games on purpose? Pete Rose can't even get into Baseball Hall of Fame because he was betting on his team. He wasn't even affecting the, he wasn't even affecting the game. He wasn't tanking the game. He was betting on his team to win, and he can't get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And yet you got owners who are in the Hall of who will be eventually in the Hall of Fame and coaches and stuff like you're asking them to tank and lose on purpose and ruin guys' careers and futures and outlooks? These guys, I think sometimes we forget that because they make so much money. These guys are regular people like us. They have families they have to take care of. They have kids they have to take care of. They have kids they want to put through college. And you're out here ruining their lives. As an African-American, we have to walk a different rope than the white guy. Every time we fill out an application and we have to put African-American, it is the scariest thing to fill out when you fill out that form of your application because you feel like you're going to be thrown out instantly. And this is the situation that, and this is the reason why. Because you now go into a situation where you feel like the job's already not going to you, so why am I here? And for people asking, why did he go to the interview? He went to the interview because if he didn't go to the interview, the media would have swayed that he took himself out of the running. He didn't go to the interview. He ruined it for himself. The Giants didn't hire him before. He assumed that that text message was true and just didn't show up. So he did his part. He checked off his boxes. The NFL wants to help out blacks, putting blacks in positions in this league and stop faking things with this man of the year award and all this, this stuff that you do for these black communities and all these commercials we see every five seconds during the games, because that's not helping us out. Really. That's just covering up what you do. And really behind scenes, the dirt you do behind us. And I believe every one of those Broncos members came to that interview drunk. I believe every one of them came drunk and hung over and not expecting him to give him the job at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I, I said it before, like it, it, even if you you already have the head coach in mind, there's still other spots you can try and find a guy. No. DC. Why, no, why can't he be no, in DC? No, 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 that no, no but still me. to come, no, come in and write you, it off like that. You love radio. If I interview you for a, a, a station director job and then you get there and I go, hey, you just want to be a board op. How would you feel? No, but listen, listen what I'm saying, but, Zay. Like to still not be able to pick his brain is for like football knowledge and not being able to. Why just, do I want to help you? You lied to me. You took me out to dinner. You made me feel special. Made me feel like there was even a chance. Yet the whole time I knew you already were hiring somebody else. Why would I want to give you anything? Because I know you. You need to be able. 
I think if you open up your mind to at least having him be like the DC, that might open up his mind to being there. Still is opportunity for him, and I don't like how they. I don't like the listen. The only the only way Patrick Graham comes back to this team is if they make him the defensive coordinator, a slash assistant head coach. That to me, that's the only way at this point you can save face with Patrick Graham. I mean, like Zay said, you you schedule him an interview after you already knew who you were hiring. That's that's the respect this guy commanded from you. You're you're gonna seriously have to do better than the job he had. Save the two black guys for last. We're not hiring them anyway. That's yeah. probably how they set up the schedule. It's pretty much how it was. And Jeez, again, you you know, here's the funny thing. There's because there's a big difference between Mara and Tish. I don't know which guy the, is the racist. I'm sure one of them's super racist. No, I, I, I don't think guess. they're racist, bro. I don't think they're racist. I think it's comfortability. I don't think they're comfortable with African Americans in, in certain positions of power. Because right. they well, can't be racist. That's they racist. have black players. Yeah, racist. They have you have players. to have black players, dude. That's like Donald Sterling when he owned the Clippers. You, you don't have to have black players. Like, you could bang the black guys. Just don't bring them around. That's you don't have to have black players. But your team is your team after that. I mean, like it, it is what it is at that point. I'm not not that look, and I'm not saying white players are inferior to black people at all. Black players at all do not put mis misword me. I'm just saying we know what it is. It, it, there's a reason seventy percent of the league is black. Say there, there's a reason seventy. It's seventy. I think it's like seventy-two percent. The last yeah, I saw. 70. Yeah. Where are the other guys coming from? There's a lot of punters, bro. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't have a single punter in the league right now. It's 32. Believe. Actually, we do. Yeah, yeah Marquette. Actually, we do. Actually, we do. So we got, we got 31 punters the, in like, the in like uh, 26 quarterbacks. I think there's a punter on the Chiefs. I think there's a black punter. The, the Steelers punter, Presley Harvin. There you go. I knew. I was, oh, I was, just, oh, yeah. Okay, he was playing the Chiefs. Okay, he was That's a Steelers right. punter. Okay, yeah. That's how I remember that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, right. but you said is you want somebody to stab you in the back. I'm like, oh, here's the knife. So, like, no, that it can't work out no more. The relationship is torn. It's tarnished. Assistant head coach, defensive coordinator. I think Patrick Graham would be willing to come back. No, not if he's off a head coaching. Not if he's off the head well, coaching position. Well, no. obviously, listen, Wait, if he's off a he, head coaching job, of course he's going to take it. But I'm telling you, the only way he comes back to the Giants is if number one. There is no head coaching job in Minnesota or elsewhere. And He's number two, they're they're gonna have to offer him defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach. I'm telling you, I I I don't see I don't see another way around this. It's terrible. He's not gonna be the assistant. He's just gonna be DC. That, Jace, that was a title with Joe Judge. Jace, Jace, you don't disrespect a guy. The only guy that you kept around. The only guy. You, I mean, you cleaned house. The only guy that, that you're going to keep, and then you you give him a fake interview to satisfy the Rooney rule. I mean, he's hoping to God he gets that Minnesota gig. He, the and same thing's happening in Minnesota. Maybe I call Michigan, see if Michigan wants a, a defensive body coach. Maybe. I'm telling you, if you don't think that there's an issue now between Patrick Graham and the Giants, because I haven't seen – I saw Brian Dable say they'd love to have him back. I saw John Maris say they'd love to have him back. They hope he gets the head coach job in Minnesota, but would love to have him back if he doesn't. I can't imagine Patrick Graham wants to come back right now. No, I can't believe right now in his heart of hearts, and especially in light of his friend Brian Flores, 
Don't they're forget, friends, yeah. They're really good buddies. <laughs> yeah. You just so, screwed his friend. <laughs> I don't know that Brian, I mean, I don't know that Patrick Graham is dying to get back on this franchise that's now being sued. And yeah. it's probably, Zay, if I had to guess, going to be like, but look, we have a black defensive coordinator. We're not racist. Yeah, it's I, it's a terrible look for John Mara and the organization. I mean, to give these guys just to uh, benefit the Rooney role when you already have a head coach in place, uh, just to say that you interviewed a black candidate is – it's totally, it's cowardly. Um, I mean, it, it should, you have, you, like you said, you should be able to give, uh, given an equal opportunity to all these head coaches. And we've seen it for years now. Um, and we mentioned Jim Caldwell before. Uh, two of the only winning seasons in the past 30 years for the Lions, and he's kicked right out the door. Uh, David Coley this year with the Texans. He was given a garbage roster, no chance at all, one year. He gets... That team shouldn't have been anywhere close to four wins, maybe two wins at they max. They were playing for Coley at points in that he, season. If they exactly, had gone he gets one a, in 16, he gets I would not the worst, have been shocked. He gets one of the worst rosters in the NFL, the four wins, which they had no business doing. They don't even give him a shot one year and done. Steve Wilkes in Arizona a couple years, one year and done when he was given a terrible situation. They, give, they bring these guys in just to say that they brought in a black candidate because all these old white owners are all racist and that they – they want to act like, oh, you know, we're we're looking out for all the black candidates when they're really not. And that's why it's a terrible look for John Mayer and the Giants right now. If you already knew uh, Brian Dable was going to be your head coach, why are you even wasting your time with Brian Flores, who obviously he's a Brooklyn native. He was looking forward to another guy that got screwed over. Two winning seasons in the last two years with the Dolphins. Won eight of his past nine games. Uh, you know, he gets screwed over with the owner there. Uh, trying to have him tank, and this is what he gets. So why are you even giving these guys interviews if they know that they don't have a shot? He was obviously looking forward to it. In the text with Bill Belichick, he was saying, yeah, he was really excited to get this interview, and now he didn't even have an opportunity. So I, I have all the respect in the world for Brian Flores. He's putting his coaching career on the line, going against all these billionaires from the NFL to try and look out for future head coaches down the line. So ton of respect for him. Um, and like we said, there's, I mean, I, exactly those. I, it's I, like we said, there's 70% black players in the NFL and only one head coach. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, they have the Rooney rule in place to try and stop things like this, but obviously it's not doing enough. So there needs to be change. So um, kudos to Brian Flores. I, I think he's doing a great thing, uh, not just for himself, but looking uh, into the future for future black head coaches. So I, I hope he does win this lawsuit because it, it's it's time for a change. It's 2022. I mean, it's it, this has been going on for too long. So I I I just don't get why we can't have a change. And I I think that uh, it, it is time for a change. So a lot of respect for Brian Flores, and I, I hope that uh, he ends up winning this lawsuit. I don't know if anybody saw, but uh, Marvin Lewis earlier today talked about 2002. He was interviewed by the Carolina Panthers who immediately the next day named John Fox the head coach. Reports had surfaced days earlier they were going to hire John Fox. Marvin Lewis came out for that interview anyway. Fox checked, and on we go. Uh, the 49ers did that some years ago. Uh, before Shanahan, who was the uh, Erickson? Uh, who was the coach in the 49ers? Help me out, somebody. A few years ago, uh, white guy, Erickson, came from college. Before Harbaugh, was it was it Erickson? Erickson. Somebody looked that Erickson. up real quick. Anyways, oh, it's another Tom one of those Sula? situations. Uh, yeah, Jim Tom Sula was the coach Jim there. Uh, 
uh, I'm telling maybe uh, maybe it's uh, longer than that. Anyway, it was the same thing. They already knew. Oh, Mike Nolan. Is Mike was Mike Nolan their coach? Are you sure it was the 49ers? It was the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Uh, I forget which one of those guys. It was either Mike Nolan or one of the other ones. Uh, they, uh, again, they was there from oh, uh, 2008. Chip That's Kelly cool. and Jim Tobsula were in between Harbaugh and Shanahan. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm telling you, I don't remember which one Mike, it was. Oh, Mike it, Nolan was uh, 2005 to 2008. Man, man, yeah, it was. I, I listen. It doesn't matter who it was, but again, this has been going on for a really long time, where teams already know which white college football coach is coming to the pros, and now, oh, nuts! Let me get Marvin Lewis on the phone. Uh, let's see what Leslie Frazier's up to. Um, these guys are tired of it. I mean, Marvin Lewis has been very vocal about the fact that he really doesn't want to go on these fake interviews anymore. And he was talking earlier today that he's been on a lot of these in his career. And he literally had to ask teams, if you're not really interested in hiring me, just can you call a different black guy? Because it's insulting. He also said he was paid to tank also. He also said his coach asked him to, pay, he asked him to take payment for them to tank so they can have so many seasons they can improve. It, I reported it came out just recently about Marvin Lewis. Actually, it's funny you brought him up. Yeah, dude, this this is just a deeper problem. Like, uh, and it, hopefully, this Brian Flores stuff can be the steps to get the wheels turning to hopefully eventually come to some sort of solution. Too much money, too much money. Them white owners got too much money, but we know what racism Maybe. is, bro. It, yeah, we know but, what it uh, is. The black quarterback can't, you know. Black guy can't play quarterback. Remember that? <laughs> he had to play receiver or be or be an athlete. So what, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we pretending? I mean, you gotta start somewhere. I and mean, hopefully this could be the start to better everything. Cause it yeah. But on a lighter note, let's talk about Tom Brady retiring. Officially calling it quits. Dude, it's ridiculous how many people were all like, no, I don't believe the story. Adam Schefter is one of the best reporters in all of news, not even just sports. But uh, so, like, for people to not believe him, where there's smoke, there's fire. And, uh, yeah, and Schefter knew it uh, and called it, first reported. But, uh yeah, Tom Brady, great career. Joe, what what, uh, what moment of Tom Brady's career really stands out to you? By the way, Dennis Erickson is the guy I was talking about. San Francisco 49ers, 03, 04. Uh, he was their coach, and they pulled him out of Oregon State. And, yes, um, they they brought in a bunch of black coaches uh, only to just hire Craig, uh, Dennis Erickson. And, again, who they already knew they were going to hire. So it goes back a really long way. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, the moments that stand out are the two Super Bowl wins by the Giants, but that's just my take on this whole Tom Brady thing. I will say this. I said this earlier in the week on Keys to the City, and tell me if you guys don't agree with this a little bit. Maybe not Zay because he still hates Tom Brady, but I think for you guys, I feel about Tom Brady like I feel about Justin Timberlake. Early in his career, I hated his guts and thought he was like just a loser. And the more I saw the career go and, and kind of appreciated what he did, the more I was like, you know what? 
I like this guy. He's pretty great. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. You hated Justin Timberlake? I met Justin Timberlake in 1997. Memory lane. And I, Justin Timberlake, we were talking boxing, and Justin Timberlake tried to get into the circle of radio DJs. And I, I boxed him out. I didn't want Justin Timberlake. I didn't think a boy band guy could be uh could be a boxing fan. And so I boxed him out. I really did. Um, you know, and it was the 90s. So I, I had a lot of questions about his sexuality that I verbalized a lot. Um, you know what I mean? It was the 90s. That's just how it was, people. But anyway, as this guy, as this guy started doing SNL uh and making movies, and uh, his music's not not terrible, the more I was like, hey. I like this dude. Again, that's how I feel about Tom Brady. I remember uh, that Super Bowl against uh, against the Falcons. I wanted the Falcons to win until it was 28-3, to and then I wanted Tom Brady to make a comeback, and I jumped out of my seat when they won that game in overtime. So I, over the years, I think I just learned to appreciate this guy and the fact that at 44 years old, he's better than when he was 24 years old, and he's better than when he was 34 years old. And he was pretty great both of those times. So I just think it's a real testament to nobody knows anything about what they're talking about. You don't go from being sixth round, 199th overall pick to the greatest quarterback of all time because Mel Kuyper didn't see it. Todd McShay didn't see it. None of these GMs knew knew what was going on. The, 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 the Patriots were this close to picking Tim Rattay instead of Tom Brady. It would have yeah. all been different, people. It would have all been different. But uh, I think that for me, um, one of the other reasons I hated Tom Brady was uh, he knocked up uh, Bridget Moynihan um, and then left her before the baby was born for Giselle. And I thought, who is this Boston-y douchebag? You know? They didn't win all this. And I just didn't like him. But now, I love him. He's growing on you? Yeah, it's- uh, yeah, I'm so sad. He's he's uh, on, on my in in one of my franchise leagues. You guys are, I think, in the franchise league, the dynasty league. Uh, he's my starting quarterback. Oh no! And my bench consists of uh, Wilson and Lawrence. Not looking too good. Huh. Wait, Zach oh. Wilson or Russell Wilson? Zach. Oh yeah, I don't think uh, you would have said yeah. that with Russell. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. Little Russell, Russell, I would be happy with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Zay, well, what do you think of when you think of Tom Brady? Well, this is interesting. Since Joe brought up Justin Timberlake, I, too, was a young lad in the 90s while you two weren't even born yet. And I enjoyed Justin Timberlake and his NSYNC pop group and his first album of Justified, which was actually the first CD I bought. But that's getting off track. Learning a lot about you today, sir. Hey, look, man, when you was a young adolescent at that time, that's what it was. You know, the girls liked it. I thought it was a good CD to play around. I don't know. You know, look, when you had a CD player back then, you thought you were cool. You bought any CD back then, you know, you didn't have a Walkman no more. So anyway, enough about that. Brings me to my Tom Brady moment, which would bring me to the Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers, which I don't remember which the number it was. It had a bunch of X's and a bunch of V's and a bunch of lines. I'm not going to get into it. I wish they just did regular numbers like normal human beings, but whatever. Um, Because now it's, for some years it looks dumb, but whatever. Um, 
the first nine or ten years, it was cool, and then it got really confusing because we're all so dumb. Yeah, at this yeah. Point, yeah. <laughs> like who uses rolling numbers? But Dude, right whatever. after Super Bowl thirty, it was like, oh god, I don't even know. I I can't do this. And then I still saw an X one day, and I was like, <laughs> are we here? <laughs> all right, <laughs> again, off track. That game was probably one of the best Super Bowls probably ever played. The Carolina Panthers and uh. New England Patriots, and I thought it was a really good game, but that wasn't my Super Bowl moment. I just remember that Tom Brady played in that Super Bowl, and Janet Titty happened to come out, and that happened to be my favorite <laughs> Tom Brady moment outside of the Giants winning, because like you guys say, I hate Tom Brady. I care less for him. Adios. I won't miss you, bro. Peace. Damn. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you, you got to give him some respect. I mean, at least the Giants have oh, his number. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, I, I at least the Giants have his number. So. I, don't, I don't care. Eli will always forever be greater than Tom. He, he goes in my book with the Boston Red Sox, Actually, Yankees. Can I crap. change my vote? Yeah. Do you guys remember the regular season finale of 2007 when the Giants yeah. lost to Tom Brady and the, and the Patriots? I remember after that game, because the Giants, you will recall, didn't clinch until later that night. When the Giants lost that game, they were not in the playoffs. They needed a, a loss by I, Arizona or somebody had to lose for the Giants to get in. No, I think that no, no, the Giants were in at that point because no. people were like, people thought that the Giants were going to bench their starters and not play their starters that game. And Tom Coughlin said, no, we're not benching our starters. We are playing our starters against them. And that's how that ended up being one of the best football games in football NFL history. Well, I just, I you know, that. so they funny story. A week before. I remember Bob watching Bradford. that game and I thought to myself, having watched that game, I thought, Dude, uh, whatever. I don't care. Steve Risser knows all. <laughs> but yeah, and that's why. No, they they clinched against, against the Bills. Bills. I'm sorry. To okay. I got it. <laughs> what, what, whatever the case, it doesn't matter. The point is that the, the Giants went toe-to-toe with the Patriots. And I remember after that game thinking, I think that this team's good enough. Like, I, I really think this team is good enough. I think that game made me believe in Eli Manning and the Giants because at the time, and I'm sure Risser could confirm this, people were calling for Coughlin's head and they wanted Manning out of town. And after that game, I was, I just, I felt like, no, dude, this is right. This is right. And then they obviously went on that run, but it, it was that loss to Tom Brady that really got me believing in Coughlin and in, in, in Eli Manning. Yeah, it made me hate Sam Madison. <laughs> <laughs> just subbed out. He should have just subbed out. He would never got the record. Just subbed out. <laughs> All right. I, no, I'm glad. He I'm confirms. Glad Thanks, Steve. Yeah, who knows? Maybe if the Giants won, well, I mean, it wouldn't have made that Super Bowl so sweet. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think we had to lose that game. It felt yeah. yeah. But uh, all right, Sean, what you got for a Tom Brady moment? My favorite moment is uh, obviously, I mean, Joe said it, but eighteen wins, one giant loss. My favorite Tom Brady memories are forty-two and forty-six. Um, I'm with Zay. I've always hated Tom Brady. Um. I'm not going to get into a whole uh, Justin Timberlake analogy. Um, I, had to beat I've it. never liked Tom Brady. Um, that's, I mean, we live in New England, or I, I live in Connecticut, so, I mean, I've pretty much 
majority of Patriots fans, so I've had to hear it my whole life. So nowadays, I don't really mind the Patriots because I like Belichick and I don't mind them much. The reason I hated the Patriots for all my life is because of Tom Brady. So uh, you're asking the wrong guy here, even though I do appreciate his greatness. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Can't take that away from him. I mean, 22 years is phenomenal. Um, being able to play at this level and not fall off a cliff up until he's 44 years old is tremendous. So I have a lot of respect for Tom Brady. He's obviously um, the GOAT of quarterbacks. I, Lawrence Taylor is still the GOAT of football. Um, but, you know, at Tom Brady, he's he's phenomenal. But my favorite two memories are obviously uh, the Giants games. Even though I will say that Falcons comeback definitely comes out to mind. Uh, the Seahawks game, when they're, they're also down big in that game too. So a lot of great comebacks. Even last week uh, against the Rams when they were down 27-3, to um, when they tied it up, I was like, God damn it, he's going to do it again, isn't he? And luckily – Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford got it done. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be weird without him. Uh, it really is an end of an era with, um, you know, the Mannings gone, Breeze, him, Phillip Rivers. Uh, it's pretty much – those Big are all ben. the – Those What? Big Ben. Big, yeah, who cares about Big Ben? But, yeah, I mean, those are all the, the QBs I grew up with. So it's uh, it's weird to see them all go. But, um, yeah, Tom Brady, great, great career. Um, but uh, this guy over here still owns him. Uh, if there's any franchise that has anything against Tom Brady uh, to hold over him, it's the Giants. You could say the Eagles, but really Tom Brady beat the Eagles once. The Eagles beat him once, so they're even. We're the only team that has anything on them. So, yeah. Uh, as the Giants have sucked for the past five or six years, that's uh, really the only thing I could hold on to is uh, beat the Patriots. So, congrats, Tom Brady. But uh, you know who your daddy is. He's a uh, <laughs> he's right over here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- th- that's why I've always. Like, it did, I did hate Tom Brady a little bit, but I've always liked him a little bit because Giants will always have that. Eli will always be greater than Tom Brady with those two Super Bowls, with those two wins. Uh, oh, oh, but it was, sorry. It was Hugh Jackson who came out and said it, not Marvin Lewis. Correction, I just oh, want to be correct. Okay. Hugh Jackson said that they called, he was axed the forfeit games. Oh. Excuse me, I just want to correct myself. Okay. All right. One of those black coaches. All right. Back to Tom Brady. My favorite moment for Tom Brady. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, yeah, obviously those Super Bowls where he lost and that that week 17 game was amazing. But to me, his first Super Bowl against the Rams. I mean, there was still a little controversy there between the Bledsoe and Tom Brady going into that because if I'm correct, Tom Brady got injured in the AFC Championship game. So Bledsoe was in there. They didn't know who they were going to start. And then at the end of that game, Tom Brady just orchestrating that fourth quarter drive, really just putting his stamp, making it known, hey, the Patriots are my team now. And then we all know what happened since that point and the, the, the dominance that Tom Brady had in New England. So, yeah, just that that one fourth quarter drive, just him. I mean, and that's what he's known for. He, even like – there's an old lady I work with. She, she knows Tom Brady. That fourth quarter drive, that's all she talks about whenever I, I – sometimes I bring up football with her. All she knows is Tom Brady coming back in the fourth quarter to get the win. And, uh, yeah, that's what he's known for, and that's why he's the GOAT. Are y'all wearing knee pads when y'all talk about him? Or? No, no. You got to respect him because he is the GOAT, but – <laughs> Eli Manning will always have his number. I will oh, say this. 
it, it is hard to say that this guy is not the greatest football player of all time. I mean, it, it really is. When you look at all of the records that this guy broke, you look at the seven Super Bowl rings, all the MVPs, the Super Bowl MVPs, again, mm-hmm. kind of coming, again, six-round pick, 190. Like, that's, you got to say, dude, like, for a guy that they expected so little from, everything that he did, it, it's, I mean, just on the championships alone, he's in a different class. He's, yeah. he's achieved the most. I will give him that. But a great if I had to go between Rodgers and Brady, I'm going Rodgers. For one, uh, one game, I'm going Rodgers. It's just my opinion. I, I, was, I was with you for a second there, Zay. I agree with the achievement thing. But when you said Aaron Rodgers, that's where I – Come on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> one game, I don't know where you're going I think with I'm going to go Rodgers. The man gets – as long as it's not the NFC Championship game. Any other game, as long as it's not the NFC Championship game. We I mean, used to go to the AFC, you're saying. Maybe that's what's wrong. Maybe. But yeah, I mean I, I think I think like Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Deion Sanders, someone like the overall actual greatest football player. But I mean Tom Brady's definitely right there. I just hate Tom Brady. So I'll never I love him. Lawrence Taylor and I want him to be the greatest player of all time. And I talk about him and again in terms of he revolutionized that linebacker position. Uh the whole game of football changed after he showed up. And to a lesser degree, football changed after Tom Brady showed up, but not because of Tom Brady. That makes sense? I mean, the league changed to a very pass-friendly league when he got to the NFL. And he was maybe the best at sort of incorporating that and throwing to yeah. the slants and the and the checkdowns and, and, and doing all the things that he did. Lawrence Taylor single-handedly did cause the entire game to change to something different. Yeah. And so you give him the leg up on that. You know, again, talking about the greatest players, I mean, certainly Reggie White and a Deion Sanders, Jim Brown, Barry Sanders. I mean, there's there's a lot of people. I just think when you look at the overall resume of Tom Brady, and again, he did all of these things without being athletic, without being fast. You know, he didn't have all the skill set that you would want in that guy. He wasn't Joe Montana. He wasn't Terry Bradshaw. He wasn't that skilled. He didn't come with that kind of reputation. And look what he did. That's incredible. I I, I mean, I, I'm not a Tom Brady guy, but what he did is incredible. It, it, it just, it's hard to even, dude, if, if you, if you, if you showed me the, the, the backup quarterback at Michigan, six round pick, win seven Super Bowls, I would think that you had like created some Madden bullshit. You know what I mean? I'd have been like, what is that nonsense? That's the kind of stuff that I do where Blake Bortles is about to win a, an NFL championship <laughs> on my version of Madden. No. You know? No, no, the boat no, happening. We hear Bortles. what you're saying, but uh, Lawrence Taylor gave a new meaning to playing between the white lines. See, he was <laughs> definitely the greatest player of all time. And I just want to shout out Joe for one thing. We covered the black topic, and Joe bought his grape soda, so I'm happy to see that. So I, oh, I that know what's bubbling. up. Great boy. Yeah, is- Joe knows what's up. He's ready. He's prepared for today. Rest Solidarity. Slacking. All right. All right. Before we end the show, though, I do want to spring a little extra topic on you guys. We'll talk about it more in depth next week. But Bengals versus Rams in the Super Bowl. 
We're over a week out. Joe, which way are you leaning this early? I'm going to go Bengals here. I just feel like the this team is playing so well. They've got so much going right with them. I didn't love watching the Rams collapse last week, and I've now seen and – and I've questioned the guy a lot over the last few years, but I've seen Joe Burrow step up in every big moment where I said, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to step up. Uh, and it's all he's done. To go on the road and beat Tennessee and Kansas City, this is not a fluke. And and for anybody who's like, well, wait till they get to the Rams. Uh, I don't know. I don't think the Rams are that much better than than the Titans or the Chiefs are. Um, and they yeah. certainly, they they all they could, I mean, the, the Rams have taken all they can in this postseason. I mean, they've barely skated by. I just feel like the swagger of Joe Cool, just the way this team's playing, I, I it's going to be really hard Joe for the Rams cool. to beat the Bengals. It's almost an amazing thing to say, but it's where I'm leaning. Joe Shiesty, you talk about. Joe, Joe, whatever. He's got so many names. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, it changes by the hour. I, I don't. <laughs> Joe Shiesty, is that what it is now? Yeah, I guess so. Zay, which way you? I mean, you've been hot. You've been high on the Bengals all postseason. Know, I'm so. trying to cash out now. Now that Joe picked the Bengals, I'm trying to cash out on Fanduel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not letting me early cash out. Um, yeah, no, I've been out on the Bengals. I've been saying it. I mentioned earlier, even though y'all ridiculed me, and, but the Colts, I wanted my Bengals to be my sleeper team because I really felt the Colts were going to make it regularly. But I just, like I said, I've been hot on the Bengals. I think the Bengals are really that good. I think they're the real deal. And I said it, Joe has got it done at every level. He's going to get it done here. As if he beat, as, and I said it before, the Chiefs were going to be the team to beat. If the Chiefs could beat, if he could beat the Chiefs, that'd be it. Pat Mahomes did what I love. He held on to the ball way too long, caused his team to lose the game and almost really caused him to lose the game with that fumble at the end. And I think he actually put Isaiah up in the in the in our picks this and when we get to the you know, Super Bowl picks. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But uh I think I'm leading right now. But um it was a good week. It was a good week. But yeah, it's all Bengals, bro. All Bengals. All right. Shit, I might lead the Giants. We might have to change this podcast. <laughs> In the jungle with the Bengals. There's a whole Sean, podcast. Sean, are you uh, you on the Bengals too? I am, actually. I mean, I can't. Oh, man. Where's my I money? Can't, yeah, you better cash that out <laughs> right now, buddy. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, you can't go against Joe Burrow. He's, I mean, when it comes up to the big moments, he's responded time and time again. We've seen it. Uh, through that national championship run, his first playoff so far in the NFL, he's done it. So, and, and this this defense is playing really well. Uh, the pass rush that they're getting from Trey Hendrick, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, uh, secondary is playing well. Uh, the front seven is doing well, and then obviously the receivers that they have on top of Joe Mixon out of the backfield. So, Rams are obviously a lot more talented as a entire roster, but it's hard to bet against Joe Burrow and what he's doing right now. So, I am rooting for the Rams. I know the Bengals are very likable, but I want to see Odell win it, and I hate Eli Apple, especially all the the talking he's been doing on Twitter. So I would root for the Bengals if Eli Apple wasn't on their team, but I hate Eli Apple. I can't stand him. So I want to see OBJ torch Eli Apple for the game winner. And uh, so I want the Rams to win, but I I think the Bengals are going to win. No, no. Odell will be out there dancing at the halftime show if they get up big. Don't. don't (laughs) Don't want to see this. 
Yeah, oh, I, my I could I'd be so sick to my stomach to see him win a Super Bowl, knowing we sent him to die in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, he, he, he deserves no, it. No, I feel like Cleveland fans should feel worse about it than Giants fans. At least they, they have a division rival in there, and they're, they're, they're uh, they're the best players so. on the other team. Yeah, they 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 know what they was into. Yeah, they knew what they were getting themselves into. That's yeah. it's a it's a lose lose for Browns fans. Whoever wins. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm opposite of you, Sean. I, I want Joe Burrow to win. I, I want Joe Burrow to usher in and be the new baby goat. Because I, I think if he wins, I think this is going to be something like he, he might be the next Tom Brady. Like, I'm not joking. I think he has the potential. Right, yeah, if he can win this Super Bowl, like, it's wide open now that Tom Brady. What does that there. mean? What does that mean? Pat Mahomes has won one Super Bowl. What's he done since? That's he didn't do that in his say. second year. But still. Yeah, let's stop comparing these guys to other okay. guys. All right. yeah. okay. No one yeah. has. No, but they let, do. Let, I think he is fine for the goat. Like I think he can leave if he wins the Super Bowl. I think he will. He's definitely going to can because I think he can get a couple more. Yo, I'm signing. Joe off. Burrow, yeah. If he wins the Super Bowl, I <laughs> think he can win more. All right, all right. let's let's end the show. Obviously, Yo, you're that, hungry and you're fucking crazy, dude. If he can win one Super Bowl, why can't he win another? Because Pat Mahomes won one. What has he done Chase. since? Pat Mahomes Chase. may never win another Super yeah, Bowl in his Pat, career. Pat Mahomes also has a bunch more years to win. Chase, you're talking Bowl. about a guy who's got 12 career wins. Stop. <laughs> no. He's gotta, and he's in the Super Bowl. And he's in the Super Bowl. He's going to win the Super Bowl. You're right. Yeah, he's I forgot about Super that. He's going to win the Super Bowl retire going to kids. Yeah, Dan, Dan Marino went to a Super Bowl in his first year. He lost and never went back. So Yeah. Okay, he, that's Joe Burrow to, I, to win this one. Joe Burrow, I think, is different. That's what I'm Sean, saying. It, it's easy to get I to a Super Bowl, and win. it's easier to get to a Super Bowl and never even sniff it again than it is to go to two. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, two other examples. That's yeah, but well, I'm telling you, Joe Burrow's different. I don't have enough this... Advil. He's going to can't. Oh. He is. Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I think Joe Burrow is. is Y'all talking about my bold takes? Look, I get ridiculed when I say the Bengals are going to be in the Super Bowl. Five weeks ago, I said it. I got ridiculed. Zay. Can I tell you why Joe that Burrow's is? Going to kid. Can I tell you why that is? Because I'm the black guy on the show? Because you're black <laughs> and you have way higher standards. You say one thing and you're gone. Yes, yeah, uh, no, truth is, is Zay, you make you do say some really bold things, and and we usually laugh at Zay, and then like six weeks later, it's like, oh god, he was he kind of right about that. They, yeah, with Jace, he just says <laughs> ridiculously obnoxious, insane things all the time, and we just deal with it. Hey Joe, hey Joe, what about Francis and Ganu though? <sighs> Chase, even a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day. Are you serious? Hey, I've been saying it. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, we'll get wild. That's going to do it. It's the then... one thing that you could say was Francis. You have nothing yeah. else. That was it. That was the one Francis time you were it. right over me in the last year. Yeah, You'll take it, won't you? Dude, I've been no, I, I've been right about Francis and Ganu every twice. step of the way. Twice you got me in twice. the biggest in the biggest moments. You, you couldn't even think of a, a football thing in a football show. You had to, I know. You had to bring up UFC, right? 
Yeah, well, it's because we didn't have it last week, so I didn't get a rub in Francis and Ganu then. I, I'm still, it's still all jarred up inside. You of got it. a Joe Burrow rub in just so now. Tune in, a so real tune good in. Rub in. He's going to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's going to Canton. He's already going to the Super Bowl. He 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 has like if he he's going to continue to grow unless unless the only way that doesn't happen is if they don't fix this old line because I can see some. Jason. People like you in sports. Do you work for EA? Do you realize no. EA has probably ruined Pat Mahomes by doing that goat and goat edition of the Madden? He probably now has the worst Madden curse you could ever imagine because they put him as a goat and goat edition. He may never win ever again. He may only be there twice. And you're talking about Canton for Burrow? Like I want him to if, win. If you th- if you actually yeah. think Patrick Mahomes isn't going to another Super Bowl in in what's he got at least another why how much longer does Wait, he have in what this in place? Super Bowl Probably. history leads me to believe Aaron Rodgers has been to has he been to one since? Yeah, but the thing is, the other thing is, is that there's no more Tom Aaron, Brady. Is Aaron so Rodgers not as good open. as Pat Mahomes. But Bro, that NFC with Bowl. with Herbert. And Lamar Jackson, and that's a, and that's a, probably the, Aaron Rodgers soon. Uh, Josh Girl. Allen, Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. <laughs> they can get back. I'm just saying they can get back. It's to gonna be very difficult to get but back. They can. They can. And Everyone I, around you is getting better, oh, and you're talking about get back. This team had to turn it on midway through the season. On they almost didn't make the playoffs. They look like they almost lost to the Giants. Because Joe Burrow is a beast. That doesn't make sense. Wait, All what? Right. Wait. Let's run the credit. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Crazy or crazy? No. Joe Burrow's going to Canton. Final word. That's all I'm going to say. Does Before Joe my... Burrow live in Canton or does his aunt live there? Is that why you're saying that? He is from he's Ohio. 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 No, he going is. for a visit to no. someone in Canton. Is that what you're going to tell us in a few minutes? Like, ah, it's grandma. Even, even to go from Heisman winner to national championship to a Super Bowl winner in three years, I think that just in and of itself is Canton worthy. That just. Well, that's why you'll never get a Canton. Vote. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did Cam Newton do? Not in that short amount of time. And and Joe Burrow would have won. What? Cam Newton did not win. Wait, does Joe Burrow have to win the Super Bowl for any of what you say to make sense? No, because yes. he's going to go to other Super Bowls. So Well, he's got to win the first one, though, doesn't he? Not necessarily. You gotta win at least one. You can't just go there. Oh my he can god! Go back. He, you're telling me Joe Burrow can't lead the Bengals back to a Super Bowl? No, he could. borderline Hall of Famer. We're just going. Bro, if Daniel team. Jones takes the Giants to three straight Super Bowls, going to go into Canton. This this is why I don't feel comfortable with Debo. He's yeah. he, he, he believes in Debo. I don't feel comfortable. I'm All out. Right. I'm out. Okay. If if Daniel Jones can lead the Giants to five Super Bowls in the next ten years, Canton totally. If he Anybody can lead them to the five wins, I'll be surprised. Five Super Bowls. <laughs> he leads them to five, five in ten wins, years. Happy. Five in ten years, then he's going to Canton. That's all he's got to do. He can do it. If he could lead them once, he could lead them there four more times. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I like your yeah. logic. We could do this with anybody, can't we? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky going to get a starting job somewhere. He's going to win a Super Bowl next year, and then he's going to win a few more. Going to Canton. 
Good night, Just folks. wait till Mike Glennon <laughs> returns to Tampa Bay. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, my goodness. All right. That's that's finally going to do it for John about the G-Men. Thank you, Joe. Zay, I'm just thinking about Sean. Mike Lennon now in a really long turtleneck with a golden <laughs> jacket. Anybody see it? Just this really long. Yeah. He's got the NFL logo yeah. right on his Adam's apple. <laughs> be honest, after watching Mike Glennon play this year, if I was calling Kevin, I would have sued the NFL again. Oh, I couldn't believe after that. I would have sued them again after that. I, oh, I would have played yeah. his highlight reel that Joe put together. By the way. I, I I was playing Madden 2015 the other night. Long story. And uh, the opposing quarterback was Mike Lennon. And Phil Sims on that game says Mike Lennon is one of the best products, prospects rather, ever to come out of college football. <laughs> oh. What, Phil Sims? He's buying that. Uh, he's drinking that NC State juice. Phil Sim yeah. said that people. Yeah. Time for me to get you the new Madden. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's time for us to wrap up. That's gonna do it for John about the G Men this week. We'll be back next week to preview the Super Bowl and talk more about the Giants. Uh, for myself, Big Jace, Joe Aguirre, King Zay, Sean Scanlon. We'll see you next week for more John about the G Men. Take care. Sanderson looking in, zone for a pass. He's looking for King, and it's something. He's going to go down the right side. Lawrence down to the 20, 30, down to the 40. He might go all the way. Third down and seven. Good jump off the line by Strahan, who gets the sack. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Four-man rush. Eli throwing into traffic on the side. Run down the rule and a catch by Manning. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Showing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.